Hey everybody, welcome to You're Wrong. Luciano, what's everybody wrong about today? They're wrong about Star Wars, Matt. Specifically, you know, shitting on Star Wars, as a lot of people, including myself, have been done, have been doing lately and I've been done. English is hard. Um, so I was listening to our um, episode on Star Wars versus Star Trek, where our buddy Spencer was, was there doing a weird but good job of defending Star Trek. And I realized I was supposed to be defending Star Wars, which I tried, but even I was like shitting all over the thing, a thing that I love so much. So I thought it would be interesting to, you know, take a, a slightly different tack that we usually do here at You're Wrong and, and talk about why people are wrong for hating stuff instead of why they're wrong for liking stuff. So um, I thought, you know, I was, I'll get started. I, I'm, I know you're a big Star Wars fan too, is despite how much you also shit on it. So I'll I'll get it going, but I'm I'm interested in hearing what uh, what you have to say. Just I would just like to say for the record, I'm not admitting any any wrongdoing or being wrongness here. Rather, um, we're just trying to educate all of yous that are listening that are wrong. You know, you don't have to admit something for it to be true, right? We talked about this before. No, I. I disagree. You're wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. This is, this is, this is starting well. Anyway. So, um, I, I thought I was, would start, you know, explaining how I came into liking Star Wars or how I came into watching and, and getting into the, the fandom as they say nowadays. And, and then we go from there. So I remember I was too, uh, well, I was negative ages when the first one came out, but I was very young when it was still, being talked about and um i think the year we were both born that was uh, empire strikes back came out right right 1980 or something about that yeah and uh and i remember my uncle was a pretty big huge really star wars fan and i started watching stuff with him and the first time i remember watching anything about star wars was when he finally got the third movie in vhs and we sat down and watched all three movies. Like that was the first experience I had with, with Star Wars. I just watched the first three movies all in a row. Um, and um, I, I think I was too young uh, to really understand the whole thing. I remember. Sorry, how, how old were you? Uh, seven, eight, something okay. like that. Um, maybe yeah sometime around that and all i remember was that i thought blue laser swords were cool okay good start um <laughs> and so growing up further we were actually starved right of of star wars stuff there was only the original movies there were the expanded universe but i ne like i don't know that it was a big thing in brazil back then and if it was, I wasn't about it, uh, around it. What but. about the Christmas special, those weird Ewok movies? I think there's a TV <laughs> special with them as well. So that's a, funny, that's a funny story. I watched that. Um, it was on TV at some point, like open TV, like broadcast TV. Yep. And I came home from something and it was in the middle of it. And I was like, huh, this is very, it's a very bad Christmas movie. But it reminds me of Star Wars. And, and then an Ewok came in or something like that. And I was like, 
what the fuck is this? And and then I sat down and you know when you watch something, it's like watching a car accident. It's not because it's fun. It's just because you can't look away. That was uh, that was how I watched yeah. those. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm traumatized, like literally traumatized by that movie in that if I ever hear that stupid version of the of the theme with the the christmas motif i i like it's like no i have to run away so yeah i don't really count those as star wars proper no you don't you don't believe chewbacca deserves a family is that what you're saying if if i have to suffer through that no he doesn't deserve go die i don't care <laughs> all right cool <laughs> like four minutes in and i'm already shitting on it again whatever so um so like I and the thing I wanted to make a contrast with uh was you know the more recent stuff in 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 Star Wars like you know Mandalorian season 2 just came out which is and we'll get to that uh later on I'm sure but the like the lately in the past few years likely one of the few redeeming things that Star Wars has done or that Disney has done with Star Wars was The Mandalorian and I think the other one was Rogue One which was a pretty good movie okay but it makes me think about why. What do I love so much about the the whole setting and the movies and and every the characters and all that? And I don't know who's who's your favorite Star Wars character. Like, if you had to pick one, like how how deep are we going here? Are we going extended universe that exists or that they trashed, etc.? Like, let's let's stick with like canon for now like so okay you know disney canon, disney so. canon. Yeah, yeah yeah um so it's funny because i don't care that much about the mandalorian as a character the show is fascinating but the character is like eh right i think i think the characters i more care about or find interesting i mean if i had to pick one oh geez it's actually kind of tough right because i don't you're kind of <laughs> trapped into character, I guess. Okay, so let me let me yeah, narrow down the yeah, question. Narrow it down for me. From from the original trilogy, what what would your favorite character be? Favorite character from from the original trilogy is probably gotta be Darth Vader. Yeah, that's what I figured because you're an evil person. Um, sure. Yeah, for me is Luke, as I mentioned it on on the other episode. But yeah. I know a lot of people like Han. Right. And and I think the Mandalorian is more he's not obviously Han, but he's more of a Han type of character. Cause one way or another we both picked force users, right? Uh yeah, I mean I don't I don't think the Mandalorian's anything like Han. I think he's he's the opposite, but they are very archetype characters. And I think we are probably, you know, answering the question now and looking back and kind of it's one of those things where it's like you know, if you, when we watch The Matrix, we're all like, man, bullet time is the best. And when kids watch any other action movies, like, what's this stupid slow motion shit? And why <laughs> Why does this, this Matrix movie everybody raves about? It just copied bullet time. Like, who cares? And I feel like we're kind of doing that with Han Solo. Like, the putting the swashbuckler in space at the time when, when he first came out was probably genius. But yeah. now it's just like, it's played out. And and even by Star Wars to to some degree, which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's that's great that you went there because that's kind of where I wanted to segue in. It's a lot of the things that I think I like about the original trilogy as a whole, but especially the first movie, which is admittedly janky in terms of 
continuity and, and, and plot, especially when you go into the other movies. Yeah. But I think a lot of the, the, the stuff that, that made me like it was the novelty of it. And, and it was a lot of, like you said, uh, X, Y, Z in space. So, you know, a cowboy or a swashbuckler in space, uh, you know, a, a samurai with a laser sword in space. And yeah. I think going back to slightly to the reason why I kind of wanted, I know you wanted it to, we kind of wanted to discuss Star Wars again is because I feel like who, the people that have Star Wars in their hands now, they don't understand why we like the things that we like, if that makes any sense. Like Star Wars fans like Star Wars? Yeah. I So let, let's not get started with fans because, you know, the, so let's pretend we're talking oh, about the good fans, okay. not the other ones. Fair. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I don't think, like, if you look at the, the last trilogy, uh, you know, the shit trilogy, which used to be a title that <laughs> that the prequels deserved, which to some extent they still do, but at least that story makes sense. I will say this. I think we, we that's a conversation to have for a later date. I honestly can't easily answer which which trilogy is worse. And and that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that would be an interesting conversation too. Yeah. But like I think a lot of what happened from, you know, JJ Abrams and and everybody at Disney who's responsible for this. Um they they're not they don't understand what makes us make made us like Star Wars back in the 80s. And and what made us wait with bated breath until the end of the 90s to get another movie and why we went in troves to the the movies to watch, you know, a Star Wars movie. We had no idea if it was going to be good or not. They think that if they just keep giving us the stuff that we already had, that that was going to work. And that's like the polar opposite of what should happen. The reason right. why we all okay, I'm not gonna speak for everybody. The reason why I liked Star Wars was how new it was, right? It's like, holy shit, this is like, this is like a, a an epic sort of like adventure that you used to see in a medieval setting, but this is in space with like lasers and and you know, sh- like spaceships and and you know, weird creatures. It's amazing. And on top of that, and this is what I wanted to talk about. The reason why I like Luke so much is that unlike a lot of the heroes of those the movies on those days, I feel he wasn't like the wheeling guy. Like, yes, I am great. I am going to save the whole world, and in this case, the galaxy, because I am the greatest that has ever graded whatever can be graded. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he is, but he doesn't know it, and and that that was also like very different at least for me like usually you would see um uh heroes in in movies where where, like all that was missing was them like whipping their dicks out and slapping the bad guy with it basically whereas luke was like "Eh, am i am i gonna do this thing can i even do this thing i'm just this moisture farmer from a desert like what the fuck do i have to do with saving the goddamn galaxy and and it's the whole idea of, you know, if you don't answer the call, the call knows where you live and it comes knocking on your door. And I don't I don't think I don't think people understand that that's really like the, that whole novelty, not even just in the concept of this is in space, but like 
for the time, it wasn't a usual story of a hero that you identify with because he's not like trained from birth and can wield 17 machine guns and, you know, shoot people in the eye and that kind of stuff. I don't think anybody now understands that that's the reason why we love that thing. And so you get, you know, Palpatine coming, fucking giving Star Destroyers red dicks that destroy planets. I'm not going to go there. Fuck it. No, you know, you I, know, for for <laughs> someone who's supposed to be talking about why you like Star Wars, you really drift into the hate so easily. Uh, yeah, I know. Palpatine has had an influence on me. That's what I can say. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, so, what about you? What like what what got you into it? I I think for me, and this is going to speak to my appetites as a as a consumer of of these stories at a higher level, but I just like great world building stories and star wars the world of star wars being able to travel in space and having space battles and starships and aircraft carriers i mean starcraft carriers um <laughs> i find i find that all really fascinating I, I think it's really interesting it's just really engaging for me and and that's what really dropped, brought me into star wars was just seeing all that play out on a cosmic scale and then when you add in the idea of the force and this mystical power and these beings that are like at a different level. I mean, yeah, you could make the arbitrary. Oh, it's just like fantasy, right? You have magicians and non-magicians. Fine. Go ahead. I mean, I'm sure the parallels are there and I'm not going to deny them, but it just mixed together in a way that made it really engaging. And the thing they did so well uh, in the initial three movies is they just gave you enough, right? They didn't, they didn't give you midichlorians. Oh, <laughs> they just said, this is the force. Yeah. This is what the force does. And it's like, it was enough, right? You didn't need more than that. Yeah. And, and like to your point about being like magic users and non-magic users, even, even then, usually when you have like a fantasy setting, the magic of that setting is usually well understood by the users. It's very yeah. like cut and dry. Not cut and dry is not the way, way we're putting it. It's very like established. This, yes. this is what it can do. This is what it cannot do. And with the exactly. force, it's sort of like, who knows what it can do? But even then, they still put some boundaries around it to say, it can do a lot of things, but these are the things that it can't do, or this is how it kind of works, right? So maybe they didn't necessarily say what it can't do, but this, they say this is how it works in a way that lets you say, okay, these are the things they can do with it. They're probably not going to be able to pull off these other things. Yeah, good and, point. Yeah, And so it, it just gives you a, a realistic zone to work out of. And I think that's when Star Wars is doing that, they're at their best. They're not, they're trying to tell you a story within the world, but they're not trying to, to make the world seem insanely grandiose, right? And I think that's where, it, just to bag on them a bit, the last three movies struggled was giving you stakes and entertainment in the story you were getting without giving you just ratcheting up the stakes from the previous movies. Right. And that's why to your point, Rogue One does so well because you don't, everything doesn't have to be about destroying planets and, and laser dicks on spaceships. <laughs> yes. It could yes, be please. a story. Right. And that's why the Mandalorian has done so well is the Mandalorian is a story about a Mandalorian shocker. I know that, 
goes about his own business inside the Star Wars universe. And while they're doing that, they've been able to build that world and put in touches and, and pieces and expand the lore and touch, you know, lore that's come in the form of the, the cartoon shows they've built in the, the now canon um, books and everything else to, to really tie it all together and, and bring the joy of Star Wars back to people. And so for me, that's, that's what I love. And that's why stuff like the Mandalorian stuff like Rogue One have done a great job in in keeping that love alive uh, more so than than we've seen with the latest movies that have struggled to to pinpoint to your point why why we love it i i actually disagree that that the the first three movies and the, like the earlier stuff of of star wars that they didn't make it grandiose i just think it made they made the thing grandiose in the right way so it like to me it feels like when when they start going into the details of like how you know shit works and and doing things that you're not supposed to do because it's cool and amping power and amping stakes and all that that to me feels like we don't know the story that we want to tell we don't even know if we have a story to tell so let's try to make things grandiose by this sort of like tangent instead of making the story grandiose because if you think about in a nutshell what the story of the the three first movies was you know the force was like seen as a mythical thing and not everybody knew it existed, which is something that the Mandalorian also does really well of keeping it mysterious, which I think is the best way that it works in, in a movie or in a, in a TV series, like in a game is a different beast, but sure. I think in, in like a more generic medium, like a, like a movie or a, or a TV series, it's better if it's not this intricately complex and well understood and highly sort of like nerdy, subject that that characters go on about on screen for you know like huge swaths of time it's yeah. it's keeping like the first movie it was like oh your old religion you know the, the the stuff that like it's impossible to think someone talking like that to like in that way to to darth vader now but in the first <laughs> sure. movie they did and and the thing is um that was a good like it was like oh why is this mysterious force what can they do and then you can see that that they're really powerful and then you know it requires that kind of mystical knowledge to fight with those cool swords and all that stuff and whereas like more recent stuff is they try to delineate it and like go into detail about how it works and, and, that, kind of, and that kind of shit and to me it feels like okay you guys have no story to tell you just want us to pay money because you know we like it well right? and, so, and Sorry, I was going to say to your point of the extra details. If you think about the first three movies where they bring up, you know, the the midichlorians and they try to the force ghost stuff with with Qui Gon Jinn, and I, you know, we should have said this twenty minutes ago. But spoilers for pretty much everything ever in Star Wars. But you knew what you were getting into when you started listening. Um, you can't put something on the on the description. Eh, Not that anybody reads that thing, but yeah, yeah, no one reads it. Um, okay. But. But they, I mean, they tried to give specificity in the first three movies, but it was the wrong kind of specificity. I don't need to know exactly how the Force people get their powers, right? I don't really need to know it's midichlorians in my bloodstream that makes me control the Force. Because it's like, that level of specificity just doesn't add anything to the story. It doesn't make the story better. It just it adds nothing. I, I can't say it made it worse. It just doesn't make it better. So if you're not going to make it better leaving it to people's minds and letting them imagine the things is really where it comes from. And you'll see what they struggle again with it in, 
in the last three movies is they struggle with leaving things to people's imaginations. Um, oh yeah, Big and I think it's be- I think it's because they partially trouble themselves with, you know, just like they 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 step on their own expectations, right? It's like you know, and again, spoilers, but like when Chewbacca allegedly dies in in the third film, <gasps> what? Immediately, five seconds later, he he's alive. Mm-hmm, mm. Yeah, and so it's like you you're leaving no mystery to us. You're not even like making us wait in half hour to figure out if Chewbacca's dead or not. You like immediately do it, and and so that's where I think they've struggled uh, it lately. Is you're not letting the mystery of the world, you're not adding pieces to the world. Like Mandalorian did a great job with adding in in little pieces by having you know um, Gina Carano's character uh, was it Cara Dunes, I think. Was an ex something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was an ex rebel shock trooper. So just seeing, you know, like what happened to people who were in the rebellion, they all, aren't all just on the same side and happy go lucky. Or seeing assassin droids being able to to carry out their mission and, and make you know decisions and that whole how how the assassins killed or not the assassin killed the bounty hunters killed worked right. Same like, thing, sh- really. Let's be honest. Sure, I mean that's <laughs> most people aren't not assassinating, <laughs> but. But showing us how those things operate, that's cool because it's not like they said, okay, here's an episode of the exact breakdown of how the Bounty here, Hunter's Guild worked. It's basically like, well, there's these puck things and they tell you where someone roughly is and you have a tracking chip and that's how you can kind of find them. And then you're probably not supposed to kill them, but they tell you and then well, however else it gets done, it gets done, right? And so that's just enough information for me to be like, all right, I get it. They're going to go find these bad guys and try not to kill them and collect money. Right, That's the, all you need, right? The, the John Wick like coin thing, exactly. Right there is there is enough to keep me interested, but there isn't enough to get me bored. Like, for example, imagine if they went on to some sort of a diatribe about, oh, here is how carbonite works, and that no, shut up, I don't care. Right? I know that yeah, it freezes exactly. people. I'm done with it. Like it's that's all that I need to know. And and like the this is where I think again. And I also thought that it was better before it was sold to to Disney. Um, it in it's like why the hell did they not explore all of these things um, when they made the the games? Why did they not uh, leave all of that detail? Why did they not um, introduce all of that stuff that they did in in some of the, the newer movies and even in some of the prequels? Why not introduce those in games, in like canon games? Like there was so much space in between every, every story. Like if you think prequels, then there's a hole, then there's the original trilogy, then there's an even bigger hole, and then the new trilogy. Why not fill in the information that they want, like to nerd it out in into a game. They right? did fill in, fill in information between the uh, second and third trilogy. There was a series of books. Uh, I think the trilogy is called Aftermath. Maybe the first book called Aftermath. But in those set of books, I've read them. Um, well, you know how I read. I use Audible, but free plug there. Um, I was going to say, are we getting paid? I didn't I, know. Listen, I didn't get my if cut. We, if we keep trying it, maybe it'll show up in our, our one, one day. Yeah, one day. I'm pretty sure Amazon can knows what my bank account is and can just put money in there. <laughs> um, but so in those books, they talk about how the empire ran away from like at the end of, of the, 
Return of the Jedi, where they blew up the second Death Star, and how they went from that to like being the secret hidden force that was, you know, out in space hiding, um, and then coming back as the first First Order. Is that what it was? Yeah. So that's yeah. good. But, but so they did that. Um, I think they did it when they went forward with the movie. So I don't think all three books were out by the time the movie started. I know the first book was out. Um, and the only other thing I'll add to that is, um, to your point about the stories in between, they did the thing where I think they used this, like they, you know, how they release books based on the screenplay for movies. Yeah. So apparently once they released the final movie, the, what, the rise of Skywalker, I think that's the final yeah. movie's name. They filled in a lot of the missing details on like the Palpatine ship, which to me is that's the worst kind of storytelling. If you, you either need to tell me ahead of time, because if you have to tell me afterwards to make it make sense, you did a bad job of telling me yeah. it while it's happening. Exactly what I was going to say. Like if, if the idea was good, you wouldn't have to justify it later with something else. It would just sit on its own. Right. Whereas you know, like you, you give me something and we go, okay, dude, that makes no fucking sense. What the hell were you high on? And you go, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I will give, this is classic J.J. Abrams too. They did the yep. same thing with Lost. It's like, oh, you know, the ending doesn't make sense, but watch another 40 minutes of explanation. Fuck you. I like either give me the story in a good way or don't give me it at all. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go watch your shitty 40 minute excuse of a, of, of a, of a video and go, Oh, okay. So I only thought it was utter shit, but it turns out that there was a real good reason for this that I had no fucking way of knowing because, you know, it was all in your head or you made it up as you went along. Fuck you. Like, that's just disingenuous and dishonest, honestly. Yeah. So let's let's reel it back because we're doing what we always do. So yeah, uh, so uh, like what what I was saying before is, uh, and, and I I see what you mean with you know the book, and I haven't read that book, and I doubt that I will because I'm a little jaded with Star Wars right now, but um, I might in, at some point. But like what I mean is, there. So the first order thing is a good example of how they did it well. Like it doesn't really matter how the Empire got to be the the first order for the movies to work in that way like you just have to know that okay there's a remnant of the empire called the first order and they're still trying to get shit done in like in the same way that the empire did. that's all that it, we need for it to work we don't need to know where it came from if if you do want to explain and if you think that there's a story there sure but go explain it in some other way which which is a good thing but like they did that with the first order but everything else they tried to explain you know ray the whole thing with ray could have been just left in the air. Who is Ray? Doesn't matter. It didn't have to matter. So that's what I mean. Like, if you want to expand on details that are not going to add anything, like you said, it's not going to make the story better, um, or it's not going to be necessary for you to tell a good story, then leave that shit out. You, you, I got to stop you here because you still haven't explained what you like about this. You went right back into complaining what was bad. Well, <sighs> it's so hard it shouldn't be this hard you love this thing tell me i know but love. being positive is not natural to me well that's fair let me ask, <laughs> what's your favorite star wars game i think you've mentioned it before but tell i did tell it again. it's knights of the old republic so okay, yeah I'll, I'll get into that but like so what i like about the first movies i'm going back to it and what i what has kept me going even when we had to wait all that time for the prequels is like I said, the novelty, but like the sense that, that the writers had, which is weird that, you know, George Lucas was involved, 
um, but he didn't really kind of understand it himself when he did the prequels. I don't know what hap what happened there, but it's there was a a good amount of explanation, a good amount of um, uh, just like showing, like the whole show don't tell thing. There was a good amount of exposition. There's the word. English really is hard. Um, so there's a good amount of exposition, both in terms of story, uh, in terms of setting in those movies for you to understand and not be lost within the story. But there wasn't over-explaining of things. And there wa also wasn't under-explaining of things. And I, I don't want to go back to complaining about the new trilogy. I'll just make a comment to say that, you know, not explaining in the first three movies what carbonite is. Good. You don't have to know it. Not explaining how Palpatine was able to do what he did with the Star Destroyers, with Planet Killers, and all of them. Bad. Like, that is important for the story, and it makes my suspension of disbelief die. So yeah. what I like about those things is just, you know, give me a nugget of mystery alongside your exposition, and I'll be in. Especially in a, in a universe that I'm already I've already bought into, which is an advantage that the original trilogy did not have. Now something comes out from Star Wars, we have all of this baggage of knowledge, and we have all of this understanding and, and this eagerness to get into it. And the new in the in the old stuff, it was like, what is this? What is this weird? What is that talking dog? Oh, it doesn't talk; it just growls like an idiot. Uh, why do I want to watch this? And still, it made as much success as it did, right? Is yeah, that better. I, I... Was I positive? I don't know. I can't tell. I mean, you know what? Normal person? No, probably not positive at all. But for you, yeah, it's like pretty positive. Uh, so <laughs> so we're going to consider it a win at this point. Success! <laughs> I, I think one of the reasons why the first three stories were, were very well written, even though George Lucas was involved, is that when he was writing them, he kept showing the script to people all through the process. He had two or three other people help him kind of write it and rewrite it and adjust it. And I think that's it's a case of having constraints made him really think out what he wanted to show and how he could show it. And I, I wonder if sometimes, and listen, I, maybe Star Wars has just struggled with it for different reasons versus Marvel, who hasn't. But when you aren't challenged or constrained, sometimes the ideas you think of that are good might not be great in the case of of the, the last three trilogy. Like I said, like, yeah, we can just show a whole bunch of Death Stars, or sorry, Star Destroyers as as Death Stars. and And it's just... How do you miss the mark on that, right? And yeah. so, so I think that's the challenge is I wonder if maybe, like I think for me and for you, the better stories lately seem to come from either the television format, we'll call, we'll call Disney Plus television at this point, right? The, the episodic it is. content. Yeah. The episodic where you have more than a couple hours to get your story done or, or the extended universe, the books. Um, you know, they've, I've read some of the extended universe, the new books. Uh, Timothy Timothy Zahn wrote a new Thrawn book, which I just finished. It was interesting. It gave you a lot more detail on Thrawn than sort of that, the historical classic trilogy everybody references, which name escapes me right now. Um, Heir to the Empire. There we go. Still got it. Yeah. And apparently he's written another trilogy about Thrawn as well, um, which will be interesting. And I think, you know, I think those stories are better because they aren't rushed. They're not trying to tell this grandiose thing they're trying to tell a story within the universe and for me those have been my favorite parts of star wars is i don't need to tell you the grand epic that impacts the universe because that's hard 
I just can tell you a story about this little pocket of information that's happening in the universe at this time. And so for me, those have always been the best stories because you have a, a small area you need to tell a story within. You don't have to have this major universe impact because it's hard enough impacting like, you know, the world as in the earth. And now you've got to impact like an infinite space that you've created for yourself. It, it just, it's such a challenge that I think is rife for failure. And I think that success should be given credit. And when you fail, we shouldn't bag on them as much as we do, because I think you're setting yourself up for, for a very hard challenge that you didn't need to. Well, to be fair, at least to the, the latest trilogy, they couldn't not make it at least as epic as the rest, right? That That's the, as you like to put it, yes. you love, you love this phrase, the fundamental challenge it is with, my favorite phrase. Yeah, with the with the new trilogies that it had to be as epic as the rest because it was the same story, right? Sure, but it didn't have to be more epic, and I think that's it, where I failed. It, it like, different, I, epic. different epic. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and, and it didn't, and it was epic. It, it tried to be more epic, and it tried to be epic in the wrong way. <laughs> like, it, there was so many like running around, and and like there was so many fronts of stories you know like uh, or like threads of stories that that they were obviously going to fail and i agree with you that lately the things that have been fun to watch or to play or to read are the more like tame stuff it affects like rogue one is the same way like, it had an effect on the whole story but the 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 movie the the story of the movie is like this this group of people has this impossible suicide mission and and the stakes for them personally are just their lives which is right something right and so the exception to those were were for me the two animated series both attack uh, uh the clone wars and uh rebels yeah. right because they were still pretty epic but in a series you have time to be epic in a way that makes sense without trying to rush everything and and you know Anyway, um, so I thought we're obviously this is Star Wars, so obviously we've been rambling for a long time and haven't gotten anywhere. So just to kind of start moving this into <laughs> a sort of a a sort of an end that makes sense somehow. This is such a rambling oh, is the tradition. I know, but this is like we're gonna have to name this something like "You're wrong about not rambling about Star Wars" or something like that. But oh, okay, there you go. Title done. It, <laughs> uh that that's a that's a good two hours there that we've just knocked off so that's good um so you asked me about you know let's let's talk about other mediums and you asked me why what what is my favorite star wars game and having played squadrons recently and being actually quite disappointed in in the story type uh, mode of it and then the, the mm -hmm. kind of story they chose to tell i have to still say it's it's knights of the old republic um one is a masterpiece um as near perfection as I think it could be in terms of story. Gameplay yep. was weird, but that was a different time. And it still holds up. It's just a weird sort of action slash turn-based RPG, which is, it's it, it's neither here nor there, but right. the, the story is next to perfect. The second game suffered from uh, what I like to call Lucasitis, which is, you know, you have to release these things in certain dates to sell certain kinds of toys. Oh, I'm so sorry. They... You you meant EA, Iris. 
In this case, I don't think... Was it EA? Well, I think they're both to blame in this case. I, I, I just... I think releasing video games to hit profit margins is is a honored tradition at EA that they have followed to the death of products. Fair. So let's see. It was released... It was developed by Obsidian. Released by LucasArts. So I don't know if EA was already in the... What year was it out at? 2004. Yeah, I think it was just LucasArts putting it out then. Yeah, and so and also there was a a few years later, quite a few years later, there was a a fan sort of like mod update where they found this is how rushed it was. They found unused assets in the the game CD. Yeah, that they were able to use to like flesh out the story more and change some stuff and i haven't played that version i should but apparently it makes because the story seems very rushed i don't know if you remember playing it but no, uh, i forgot most of it the story starts really like in the same way that the first one has it's not the same story it's a follow-up story but it has the same sort of gravitas and then towards the last like the last act really the last third of the game is so rushed like things happen that make no sense you're just told shit Hey, by the way, remember that thing you were searching for the whole game? This is it. Wait, what? Mm. Why? <laughs> so, but anyway, the story is still good. And I like those games so much that I actually played the beta of The Old Republic, the MMO. I I remember saying then, and I, I, I stick with that assessment. I wish it was a third single-player game instead of an MMO because they really missed the mark on the MMO side of it. But the story sure. was great. Right. But also, we can't trust you because you're the guy who defended playing single-player games and multiplayer games in the previous episode because you hate people. So just want everybody to take that with a grain of salt. No, that that game is, is uh, you know, more fuel to my point. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it was a fun multiplayer experience. I enjoyed it. It suffered from end-game content, but that doesn't make the multiplayer aspects in the middle not fun. Oh, no, it's not not fun. It's just, you know... There's a lot of story to it, and MMO players are notoriously, you know, averse to sitting through a 10-second cinematic. I don't Just mind a... story the first time. I'm averse to sitting through it. That's fair. Every other time. And the way that the, the the gameplay was very similar to Mass Effect, right? So you had those chats where you had like the three or six yeah. options. Yeah, yeah, I get I get what you're saying. It's and and I I did some flashpoints back then. Is that what they're called? They're right. They are right. Like the dungeon sounds sounds familiar so yeah um and i and i i was playing a jedi guardian so i was tanking i was having a shit ton of fun I, I agree with you it's not a bad um multiplayer experience whatsoever i just wish they would have done like let's say leveling up with single player and then end game would be multiplayer something like that whatever this is a different episode and you know we're gonna we're like this is like what 40 minutes now that we've been talking yeah, I think at least 15 of them have been a positive thing. So that's pretty good for us. Wow, that, that is amazing. I'll repeat what I said on, on the other episode. I, what I think I really love about Star Wars, um, besides what I said, you know, the novelty of it and the sort of like the reframing of things that we were already kind of used to seeing in space or in the future or in the past as it may be, because, you know, galaxy a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away, but... I like that, but I also like the possibilities. It's so it's so vast. There's so much to explore. And and I don't think and here I go again, I don't think lately, you know, 
people that have been responsible <laughs> for for doing Star Wars things have been tapping onto that potential. But there, I made it as po as positive as I possibly could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one day we'll get to the point where you just don't mention that at all. You can just say, "I really like this Star Wars thing because of these reasons." But uh, one day, listen, one day, we got we got years of podcast therapy for all of us to witness. Yeah, for me, Star Wars at its heart has been a a great world, a great universe that has amazing potential in terms of telling me unique stories about people. That's why I like Vader the best because Vader has, you know, like I, I see why you like Luke Skywalker uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with his story arc, but that's why I like Vader's story arc the best is because he has a great story arc. He is the baddest of badass villains of all time. And then it turns out his kids like the good guy hero and he finally turns and chooses family over the dark side that's that's an epic story arc and you know what it's also a played out story arc because whatever but but showing the growth of him and showing him conflicted and going through those motions made a made a great story i don't think it's played out at all i, I think it's very unique in the sense of how utterly evil he went before he came back i don't think i've ever seen something exactly like that no you're probably right not not exactly to the level it's been done there and yeah and it's the greatest you know, turn of all time, right? Like finding out that he's his fucking dad and then him picking up the emperor and throwing him down a tube that definitely kills him. We're firm Definitely kills them. Much definitely. like Han shot first, the emperor yes. died at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yes. That's a great story arc. And, and I think it shows to building great characters and telling a great story with the characters. And, and we've, I'm, I'm going to just mention this, but I'm not going to pick on it. That was they struggled with that and and the three movies, the three new movies. They didn't have great character arcs. And I think that's really where the movie fell apart, where those movies fell apart. And I found that, you know, they've had a great understanding of the Mandalorian, for example. Like they know who he is, what he's supposed to be, and they've been showing you him growing and and sort of, you know, like at the end of the last season, uh, he sees, you know, um was it IG? The assassin droid? Yeah, that's right. The assassin droid got turned into a nurse droid and then he went up yeah. guns and blazing and saved them from from the stormtroopers. And and so like he's gonna show growth because maybe, you know, maybe he has the potential of not hating droids as much. After seeing one and being learning that it's not the droids program that way, he's not not it's not his nature, et cetera, right? So if they can if they can show that in the new in the new stories, that's great growth. It's small, it's incremental, but it's believable. And that's that's for me what we love. I think that's what we both love is cool characters that have a great arc and get to grow. Yeah, I think that's a good way of like summarizing in a sentence what is cool about Star Wars is interesting characters, flawed, but also, you know, able to overcome those flaws within a setting that is cool and mysterious and like sort of strange i guess yeah right and another thing that i really like and and that i i really like this is one of the main things that i liked about the way the characters you get to build in squadrons is is because it's not set on earth and because it's not like humans are you know it's just a similarity let's say it's not really earth humans it's just right. humans yeah they get they get to do things like for example as we mentioned before the fact that they, on the on the last three movies, they picked uh, John Boyega to play Finn, and and you know a, a black guy being a main character, and and 
one that is in is sort of a redemption thing for him too because he started as a stormtrooper and then he's like wait maybe i don't want to do all of these things and it doesn't have to feel forced but it also allows them to do whatever they want in, the, in that regard so like in in squadrons you've you've played it a little bit as well right matt but yep and, you can build whatever in the in both the the alliance side or the, the the republic side and on the empire side you can get you get to build whatever character you want yeah right and and it doesn't there's no mention of race or upbringing or whatever it's just like are you you know uh, a rich family from the empire or are you you know someone who's been ostracized and joined the the alliance or the the the, the republic and so that is also very, it, there's a, an opportunity there to be super inclusive with everybody, to have everybody feel represented and not just, you know, white people or whoever it is that is best represented in, in each kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And, and we haven't seen them explore that too much right now. It, they started, but I think that there's so much to do there still in that sense. And... And again, the games are also, you know, like they've they've done it on squadrons, but I think they could do it more on other games and in other forms as well. Just be inclusive with with everybody. It's it's again, it, this is not the episode, but fuck it, because like you know, Spencer's not here, so he can't defend it. It <laughs> that's another way in which Star Wars is better because Star Trek does get to have to conform to Earth stuff, right? So. Yeah, I think they try to pull on the different planet stuff, but they haven't been able to do it in an interesting way like Star Wars has. Like Star Wars is very much like, and it's interesting to see the Star Wars universe pivot away from this. And I would have liked them to to market more and say this is happening. But the idea is basically that like the Empire is a bunch of racists, right? Yeah, species, just I guess technically. Yeah. Um, and and so and the rebels are like we love everybody come help us and I would love to see them like talk about that and show you know why the empire has had to pin away from that not just because of like real economic reasons like within Earth like sorry in our life that Disney <laughs> has to fit with but but talking about it from a narrative point and and the Star Trek one is kind of boring because it's like everyone's equal and they're like it's it's boring because they treat everybody equally in the same and, and then they trade on aliens being the weird ones. And it's weird that earth kind of came to this agreement that everybody on earth's equal, but now we hate aliens. It's kind of the storytelling there is kind of a weaker than what star Wars is providing. I would disagree, but because that makes my point for the other episode, I'll keep it. <laughs> they right. don't, they don't, they don't hate all, all race, whatever. This is not Star Trek. This is star Wars. But yeah, I, I I wish like you, I wish they would be a bit more uh, blunt and upfront about you know that that part of it. I think we did a not really, completely really poor job, terrible job. Wait, uh, wait, no, I'm trying to be positive here. We okay. did a not completely terrible job of being positive. <laughs> you know, being positive doesn't mean you get to lie, right? Oh, uh, what? Wait, what? Really? That's for the negative. I don't know. Oh, we did. Okay, a job. We did a job. Let's we did a put... job. Yeah, <laughs> we did something. We did something we, for the last forty-five minutes. We definitely talked about stuff. Yeah, we talked. So about that's Star a positive Wars. thing, right? Yeah, we talked about yeah. Star Wars. We all love Star Wars. It was positive. Star Wars is good. So okay, let me let me cap it up, and then uh, you know you can add whatever 
I already um, capped it up like five minutes no, ago, but no, I will cap it up. Sure. Okay. So I think what I meant in the beginning that people are wrong about cheating on Star Wars, even though I do it when I do it, it's fine. Other people are wrong there. There's this important distinction. Um, but I think, I think we need to forget about the recent bad stuff and maintain our love and our interest in the stuff that made us love the setting in the beginning. So, you know, like every once in a while, a turd's going to come out and that's fine, but we shouldn't let that turd sort of like rot our enjoyment of the thing as a whole, if that makes any sense. Sure. That was actually truly positive. Come on. You got to give me that. You know what? I'm positive that wasn't the worst. So there you go. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think that's that's the gist of it. Do you have anything else you want to add? Nope. I wrapped it up when I did that rant on characters and cool characters. So I'm, I'm satisfied. All right. So I suppose that's all the time that we have today. Um, if you want to contact us and tell us, you know, how much more wrong you were that uh, that you even knew you were before you listened to this, you're welcome to contact us at yourwrongcast at gmail.com. Here's hoping you know how to spell that. Always also remembering or reminding everyone that Matt and I are participating in uh, this year's Extra Life event, which actually game day is this week uh, on the 6th of November. Um, I'll be playing on the 5th and I know Matt will be playing 24 hours from the 6th to the 7th. So yep. make sure to come by. We'll leave all of the information in the description. You can also go to our homepage at yourwrongcast.ca to see more information there. And there's all the links there to the streams and how to donate. And if you can spare a buck or 50, we not not us, but the kids will appreciate it because we're playing for... The, the kids will take thousands if you got them, so... You know, don't let me know. Yeah, and also um, because we're playing with a team from our company, the company where we work for, um, every dollar that we make, that we raise up until I think 6,400 US is going to be correct. matched. Yeah. So every dollar of yours counts as two. So that, that's something to think about as well. So if you have the money and the time to spare, please come watch us be yeah. terrible at games. And laugh our asses off, which basically what happens for the, the 24 hours, especially when we get sleepy. But uh, yeah, that was a very long outro. Um, and for now, I am Luciano. I'm Matt. And uh, yeah, remember, your opinion is as valid as everyone else's, just as it is wrong as everyone else's. And uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>